Hello, friends. This is Mike. Today's podcast is another shorter, more personal one. And what I want to do was share a story with you that kind of indicates where I was way before I started the whole spiritual awakening thing and the soul unleashed thing. And when I was a very rigid and paradigm shaped individual uh, in the army. So this is kind of going to be an army story as part of this podcast. Stand by. Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you with the questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul, and particularly to help other left brain types, like I think I am, ask the right questions in our search for a deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms. So let's get started with today's brief adventure. This is, uh, as I said, a, a story about the Army. And when I talk about growing up and, and in my book, which is coming out shortly, in my book I talk about how I was shaped to be very rigid and very pragmatic, left brain type growing up. And part of that background is the Army. So I was a brand new second lieutenant. This was back in, I, I guess, the 1970s. <laughs> late 70s, and I was assigned to a unit in Germany, and I was brand new and tank platoon leader, and I had five tanks, and I was on a training exercise with them. I had been a platoon leader there for about uh, maybe maybe two months. There's a place called Hohenfels, Germany, where we did this maneuver training. And the point of this was, you know, if you've seen uh, war movies or the, <laughs> the Dirty Dozen, uh, you know, there's, the, there's kind of like the blue team and the red team or the orange team and the whatever. I forget what T we were, but anyway, we were we were a whole battalion of tanks fighting another battalion of tanks, and there were maneuver rules and, and maps and everything. And this was back in the day before GPS. So I had a I had a map the size of my living room floor that I had carefully put together and packed inside of a plastic map case. And in those days, we used maps like that with grease pencils to kind of draw controls, you know, where we were supposed to go, that kind of stuff. This one particular night, we were in Hohenfels, and we had this, well, I forget what the mission was, but we were try, I was trying to navigate, and we were going down to this valley. Hohenfels is a very large, uh, I don't know how many square miles, but it's, it's a large maneuver area. And I could see the valley was covered in fog, and, um, and I thought, okay, we, we need to get from here to point A to over there, point B, and I could kind of see where we needed to go. And I, the only thing I could use to navigate by, I kid you not, it was the stars. <laughs> so I picked a star that looked like it was kind of where we wanted to go. And then we went down to this fog. And uh, the only thing I could see looking up the sky every now and then was the star. So we navigate. It seems silly now, you know, with all the, all the GPS and stuff that's out there. But we get across this valley safely, kind of where we're supposed to be, I think, and Bam, we run right into these this other tank platoon that is set up in an ambush waiting for us. Uh, but because I didn't exactly come out where I thought I was going to come out, we kind of came out right behind them. And, uh, and man, we had a blast there for a little while. Now, in those days, the way you fought a tank battle was, I mean, these tanks are, you know, 70-ton tanks. Uh, the way you fought was you had searchlights and you had Hoffman devices that are like, 
explosions that go off and to simulate the main tank gun firing. And you've got these other devices on the side of your tank that shoot off smoke grenades and smoke canisters. And we were moving, shooting, and communicating, baby. And we were we were moving across, and I could tell my platoon was having a wild time because, you know, we have this radio net that everybody's on, and I'm they're they're all shouting and screaming. My tank commanders are as we're moving, and uh, we were we were we were we were fighting uh, we were fighting the, the barbarians or whatever. Uh, flashlights and explosions gone off and. We go across this field, and it was my first experience, you know, as a tank platoon leader, being in any type of even a simulated engagement, um, moving with, with, there were like 10, 15 tanks involved in this thing, and uh, it was, uh, moving around in the dark with, with that many vehicles uh, was exciting. So we, we, we got someplace, uh, you know, we got through these guys, and oh, we crushed them, you know, we kicked their ass kind of thing, and, you know, I was full of myself, right? My first big tank battle, I was a tank platoon leader. We we get on this road, and it was a main road at uh, Hohenfels, and I kind of knew where we were. <laughs> kind of knew where we were. I forget where I was supposed to be going, but we're going down this road, and my tanks are following me. So I'm the, I'm the lead tank, and my five tanks are behind me. And man, we had just saved civilization and saved the free world, and we're going down this road at about 25 miles an hour with all these tanks. And one of my tank commanders in the back goes, hey, sir, there's a, he didn't call me sir on the radio. I had a call sign, but he said whatever my call sign was, there's a there's a, uh, a, a Jeep behind us with a yellow light trying to pass us. Now, the yellow light Jeeps at Hohenfels, th- these were the guys that were the maneuver controllers. They were the, the umpires, if you will, for the whole battle. And I thought, awesome, you know, maybe it's maybe it's somebody coming to give me a medal <laughs> for, for what we did. Um as you probably guessed by now, he was not there to give me a medal. But we're moving along, and he started passing the tanks, and I could see him coming up, and he's waving frantically at me. Uh, there were two guys in the jeeps. The, the guy who was the passenger was waving at me, you know, to stop. And so I pulled off a little bit the side of the road, and when we're maneuvering like this, it's very dark. You don't use your uh, headlights, your tank headlights. Uh, you have, they're called blackout lights, so they're, they're, they're so people can't, you know, you're simulating being in combat, so you don't have headlights on. But anyway, it was very bright with this stupid yellow light this guy had on his Jeep. And I climbed down from my tank and uh, puffed my chest out, ready to accept my medal. <laughs> this guy goes, this guy goes, he was a captain. And he goes, Lieutenant, do you know where you are? And um, right away, kind of warning bells went off because <laughs> nobody asks you that, especially not a captain. Uh, unless it's not a good thing. So I said, uh, well, sir, I, I think I know where I am. I'm trying to go, you know, over to here. And uh, we just finished an engagement back there. And he goes, I know what happened back there. I was, I saw what happened back there. He said, uh, every one of your tanks, including you, are dead. And I said, sir, you know, I thought the engagement went really well, whatever. He said, Lieutenant, you are driving in a river. <laughs> so... That road I was on was a river, uh, according to the maneuver controls they had set up. And so it was something that had to be crossed. You know, they had engineers there and bridges and pontoon bridges. And those guys train, too. And they, they create bridges across the river. I, you know, obviously I didn't know where I was. And I was tooling down a river with five tanks. And uh, we were all dead. So he goes, he goes uh, you're dead and you're out of action for so many hours. 
He said, go to this point, and he showed me where to go to. Turn your tank turns to the rear, you know, to signify that you're all dead, and wait there for further instructions. So that's what we did. We drove down the river. Uh, it was okay, I guess, to use the river if you're dead. Uh, drove down the river to this point that, that we had to set up and wait. And uh, I didn't get a medal. And the ironic thing was that that was probably the best. My, my platoon commanders and my my tank commanders and my soldiers were very happy because all, all we did was sit this area, this dead area, for uh, for about five hours. And man, when you're moving uh, in, in, in these kind of engagements, you get very little time to sleep, very little time to take care of your personal needs, very little time to do anything. And we were sitting in this stupid little field. Our tank turrets turned around. We didn't have to worry about security or guards or anything because we were dead. And uh, they loved it. They, they would have stayed there for all three days of this thing if, if, we, could, if we could have stayed dead for three days. But uh, eventually I was rescued by my company commander, another captain, who was not all that happy when he saw me. And uh, so that was my first engagement as a hot shot young platoon leader uh, with, uh, with my tank platoon. And, you know, at, at that time, and I talk about this in my book a little bit, is I was learning then through that exercise and many others, you know, that there's, uh, you either win or you lose, or you're right or you're wrong. There's no middle ground. There's no, there's nothing, uh, it was either, you're either on or off. You know, it's very binary, if you will. Um, and I had screwed up and I, I paid the price for it, uh, both, you know, my commander knew I was new and knew that I was a brand new lieutenant. It was my first engagement, whatever. And so he was pretty cool. I really liked him. Uh, Captain George Del Carlo was his name. And Captain Del Carlo was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, I eventually went on to have a great time and a great little career there in Germany with, with that tank battalion and got uh, got promoted and all that jazz. But but that first experience I just wanted to share because I was a complete moron. And it was, it was, uh, it was not the whole... Uh, heroic thing that I thought it would be, and uh, but just another step in my binary development as I was coming up through life, and then later, of course, and I talk about this in the book, is I, you know, I learned after the the passing of our son, and my whole life flipped around, is that of course there are things that I don't understand, there are areas that I don't understand, there are gray areas, there are things that happen beyond my five senses that I that I know that are out there now, uh, without a doubt. But, you know, back in those days when I was a dumb young second lieutenant, um, the only thing that mattered to me was my tanks, my platoon, and, uh, and and trying to do the right thing. So just wanted to share that with you. That's a little bit off topic. Uh, for some reason, I was inspired to talk about that today. There, there's some something I saw or heard that, that jogged that memory for me, and I just wanted to share that with you. So that's all I have for today. Uh, thank you very much. I have a whole bunch of interviews coming up that I'll be sharing with you. Some wonderful people that I'm, I'll be interviewing and sharing them once, once uh, one a week is my plan. And so I'll be doing that in the near future. Again, if you uh, can like this podcast, that would really help me. And even better, if you leave a review, that would be super. So thanks again, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.